Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 
people who express concern about appearing to take sides between Muslims and Jews. And that led me, she said, to wonder if interfaith groups might be able to offer a different spin in this situation by offering compassion to the deluded perpetrator as well as to the victims. Following the example of the Dalai Lama, who after hearing of the murder of 200 Tibetan Buddhist monks and nuns offered compassion to the Chinese. I'm not sure, she writes, whether that will translate into Western cosmology, but it seems instinctively to be the way toward nonviolence. I think, Rabbi Ted, that it's important to emphasize that at the heart of every wisdom tradition, including ours, is this insight that compassion is authentic power. In, in the Quran, the metaphor is that of water. You know, there's nothing as soft and yielding as water, but for overcoming the hardest, there's nothing as powerful as water is. So it is really essential raw power. The person with the most compassion is actually the most powerful person. Additionally, the Quran says, wherever water falls, life flourishes. So it not only has that authentic raw power, it has life-giving powers. Such is the beauty and majesty of compassion. So this anger coming up, this anxiety, this fear, it has to be received with the energy of compassion for oneself and for others. And, and yet, you know, Ted and Jamal, in our culture, it's so difficult, I think, for anyone, but I think in, in this case I'm thinking about it in terms of our being men, to talk about anything but repudiation, uh, uh, retribution, retaliation. I mean, we all get angry and we all want to find a way to point the finger of blame at something and do something to stop it. And and that's the story of what it means to be human. I mean, the other day we were talking about the book of Psalms. And as I read that as a Christian, uh, I find enormous insight in that collection of 150 Psalms. And, and, you know, about six of those Psalms say, I did it, forgive me. A whole lot more say, the other guy did it, punish him, which is what it means to be human. And so what, what we're trying to do and what many others are trying to do is show a different, a way that's different from the ordinary human response of retaliation, retribution, which is so hard because we do, we get angry. We, yeah. And so how can we be for both sides? I mean, I think that's, that's what we've been struggling with uh, today. We get angry. Some of the emails I received shortly after the bombing of, at Kana. Um, just reflected the desire of people to retaliate and to condemn, you know, just so quickly. It's the very first thing that erupts. It's almost as if the pain and the grief are too much to confront. So we protect ourselves from that with our anger. Right. And the anger is some defense out there that we somehow need to recognize as a defense and know that behind it is a pain and an anguish that needs to be expressed mm -hmm. if we are mo to move beyond the violence of the moment and 
support something else being born in its stead. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what is critical to note is that every tradition says uh, all that is coming up, this anger, this sadness, the pain, may we have the courage and grace to receive that with mercy and compassion for ourselves. So to honor that, to acknowledge that, because if we avoid that, if we deny that, then as all the great mystics say, if we deny it, avoid avoid it, one day they will rise and revolt. So whatever it is we are feeling, let us honor it by really embracing it with compassion, with mercy. This is part of the problem. Our culture doesn't seem to offer us natural venues for simply expressing the feelings that come up in us. Instead, we are blocked in all kinds of ways. There's not time. There's not space. Get on with your lives. Don't pay attention to that stuff. And it seems that we need to reinstitute some kind of salon or some kind of gathering place where people can go, particularly at, at moments when the violence intrudes into our own community. And sit with each other and be with each other and talk to each other and listen to each other. And listen, really listen sincerely. Otherwise, if I allow it to fester, to linger, the Quran says, if you do this with your hate, with your anger, it's not that your eyes become blind, your heart becomes blind. Right. And I think that one of the things that we can do is learn certain ways of being, certain practices that help us to do things like listen, try to imagine when the other person is speaking. What is it like to be that person? What is it like to have had those kinds of experiences? How does that feel? And what would you say if you felt like that? That's not something that we even know is necessary right now. We have to, something we have to learn to do and encourage each other to do. I really appreciate that. During this hour, we are going to be talking together about the problem, and we are going to be talking together about how in the midst of the violence that arises within us, we can, in practical terms, awaken to levels of compassion, levels of forgiveness, and levels of hope. We're going to take a break in a moment. Please know that the sponsors you hear are those who are allowing this show to air. So we wish to honor them with our attention. We'll be back talking about the problems of violence and the ways toward compassion as we quest together for peace. May we perfume our beings with love and compassion. May we gather these scattered fragments of our ego and then surrender them to the beloved. May we open up to a higher will, a higher consciousness, When you have set in the West, your light will rise from the East. May this light of peace within each of us illuminate the world. The United Church of Christ wants you to know about the God is Still Speaking campaign, a national effort to let everyone know that this denomination welcomes everyone, no matter what to the worship of God and the service of the church. We believe that God has much, much more to tell us about the good news of the gospel of Jesus. 
and about what love can do to help us with this beautiful but troubled world. To find out more, log on to www.ucc.org slash index.php. We wish you blessings for your life. The University Congregational United Church of Christ, located at 4515 16th Avenue Northeast, right across from the Burke Museum, wants you to know that it is a liberal and inclusive congregation waiting to welcome you to worship, education, fellowship, and service. We need your help to say yes to God's purposes. For more information, log on to universityucc.org. That's universityucc.org. Or call 206-524-2322. That's 206-524-2322. It's called Bet Aleph Meditative Synagogue. And it's a spiritual community led by Rabbi Ted Falcon. I've been a seeker all my life, but I never expected to find meditation and spirituality in a Jewish context. Learn more about Rabbi Ted and Ben Aleph at jewishspiritualcommunity.com. That's jewishspiritualcommunity.com. Unity of Bellevue is an inclusive community for spiritual growth, where all are valued, where positive attitudes are developed, where spiritual laws of life are taught, where consciousness is cultivated, where self-awareness is enhanced, and where the bonds of fellowship are enriched. Join us for our Sunday celebrations on Bellevue's East Side. Visit our website at www.unityofbellevue.org. Commonly known as NICO, Northwest Interfaith Community Outreach traces its history to the first anniversary of 9-11. Committed to promoting interfaith dialogue and understanding, its purpose is captured in its mission statement, celebrating spirit through interfaith collaboration and compassionate works of justice in the world. For information on how to get involved, go to interfaithtalkradio.com and click on NICO. Do you suffer from stress, headaches, back pain, digestive pain, or other chronic problems? Allow Sue Woodward to help you realize the vitality and wholeness your body naturally wants to express using gentle, restorative methods. Sue invites you to call her at the Acupuncture and Healing Arts Clinic for a free consultation. 425-451-8129. That's 425-451-8129. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Interfaith Talk Radio, being brought to you by Dr. Pat Worldwide on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM and streaming at interfaithtalkradio.com. I want to acknowledge as we enter into this section of our program the help of Dr. Pat Basili. This show, as I mentioned, is part of Dr. Pat Worldwide. And just reaffirming her intentions for inclusivity, supporting choice, and intentional living creating a space where people can feel safe to agree or not agree, but where we can learn to come from compassion. And that's what we're about, and Dr. Pat Basili is actually on the line right now. Hello, Pat. Hello. Uh, 
Hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you all uh, for taking this call. I know uh, that there are so many people that I've talked with that um, really, and I want to say this, really acknowledge each of you for um, your your integrity and your courage. And I I want to thank you uh, in particular for today's show. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to my show today, but I also addressed the the violence and uh, the response that we called for today was that of love. In addition to that, we also addressed the supposedly, I, I don't know if they've proven it yet, comments by Mel Gibson. And so in this time, I wanted to share with you how much I honor your courage and your uh, ability to come out and bring a new conversation to the world. Mm, thank you, Pat. We appreciate your trust in letting us sit in this studio under the umbrella of under of your name and um, trusting us enough to sit here and talk, and I appreciate your words. And I want to also mention, you know, how my heart just aches, uh, and uh, as you have shared, and, and I want to say I can hear it in your voices. I don't think that uh, any of us uh really, really, after years and years of what we've experienced, get used to, as I would say, the idea of violence. Not Uh, only don't we, but it's a good thing we don't. It is a good thing we don't. If we ever do, we are in real trouble. And you're absolutely right. We're all so deeply connected in every possible way. And it's amazing how easy it is to forget that, too. Mm -hmm. Well, I won't take any more of your time. I just wanted you to know from everyone here on the Dr. Pat team, all of us, we are in full support of your message. We are in full support of the power of your ability to transform this planet one soul at a time. And we want to thank you and continue with this very powerful show. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. Okay. So we're talking about the problem of violence. We're talking about routes to healing. And in this segment of the show, we're talking about what happens when the problem comes home to where we live. What happens when violence erupts in our midst, when our friends and our families are the victims, when the safe community that we thought we lived in is violated And when our whole ideas about how it is to walk down the street or to gather together are changed forever, where we start wondering, do we need security all the time to meet in the synagogue or to meet in the mosque? What what is required? Is there a way to stay safe? So here we are in Seattle, and Seattle is hurting. And the truth really is this, that this pain, this violence that we are feeling now or that we felt, for example, in 9-11 and other times when it, reach, when it touches us personally, we have to really reflect on the truth that this has always been very, very close to us. We have denied it. We have avoided it. We don't think about those hundreds of thousands of people in jail in our society, of the homeless, of those who are marginalized, who are living in poverty. It took a Katrina to Mm. make us aware of that. Right. So it's very close to us. 
And it's important that we become really compassionately aware of how deep and pervasive this pain and violence is right here at all times. You know, I think that I agree certainly with what you're saying, Jamal, and it's amazing what it takes, the sort of the drama of what it takes to get us, get our attention about human suffering apart from what we experience with those closest to us. Katrina, I think, was a, a good example of that. Um, and I think that at the same time, it's also amazing at how when we are made aware of an occasion like that, we have a natural predisposition to want to help, to to want to reach out, to to say we care about you, we you are our brother or sister, uh, we're all in this together, but we all forget that. Every day we live our lives in this little kind of bubble of getting up, going to work, trying to do our best, trying to keep everybody happy, coming home without being killed on the highway and so forth. And we, we are so, there's so much noise and so much chaos and so much to do that we just forget. So one of the, one of the consequences of having violence erupt, strangely, is to remind us again of our connection. Yes. It's almost like we grow unaware of it and we need something like this to go, oh, to wake us up out of our slumber. And the question is, is there any other way we can wake ourselves up out of that slumber rather than having something terrible happen. It's like needing to get sick or go through some uh, life-threatening illness, and then we say, ah, I've had a wake-up yes. call, and for a moment we are alive again. Right. I mean, how, you know, in, in Islamic spirituality, it is said that what stands between us and us becoming a true human being are the two veils of health and wealth. When health is good... When wealth is there, meaning money and emotional security, all this talk about connecting, uh, personal practices, spirituality, is not only distant, it's inconvenient. But should one of those veils break, somebody has cancer, a divorce in the family, a death, uh, then, of course, we begin to ask deeper questions. Mm. So how important for us to really be compassionately aware as a practice continuously? So one of the things we'd like to offer here in this hour on the radio is to invite callers to share with us how you're feeling about all this, how you're dealing with it, and invite you to call 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527, or from Western Washington toll-free, 888 298 Six nine, because during the next segment of the show, we are going to want to be talking about how we are feeling and what do we do with our own feelings and what's happening in our community and hopefully to allow Interfaith Talk Radio to serve, at least in a small way, as a model for a deepening dialogue to talk about what's going on in our hearts, what's going on in our homes, what is it we need, and how can we best serve one another in the pursuit of our own healing and in the pursuit of the healing of our world. You know, Ted, one thing that I think is an illustration of what we've just been talking about is the, is the drama of what's going on in Israel and Lebanon right now and the pain that those people on both sides are experiencing and and how we feel when we see that, for example, on television, we we are drawn into that a little bit. 
then uh, what happened here on Friday with the shootings, and suddenly it's not across the ocean somewhere. It's right here in our community. And then today when, as you said, we got the email saying that we had actually connected with three of those people at that meeting of the American Jewish Congress, suddenly our hearts are in this. And it, it seems almost in some ways strange to be talking about it because we're a part of it too. And and yet it does take that kind of sequence of events to help us step down into it. So we're going to take a break. No, uh, we're not taking a break. How about we take a phone call? How about we and take then a phone we take call. the break? Good idea. All Great. right, let's go ahead and talk to Andy. Hi, Andy. Hello. Hello, Andy. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Can hi. you hear us? Yes, I do. Okay, you're on the air. Oh well, I, I, I'm a, I, I know both. Uh, Jamal and, and Reverend, um, excuse me, Rabbi Ted. I'm a social activist here in the Northwest, and I, I did a radio program uh, on a major station last Thursday night, and uh, a conservative radio talk show. And um, I've just been developing. I think the I, the problem is we as a species we lack imagination to consider that there's an alternative to the violence that we mm-hmm. continue to do to one another. Hope, we must maintain some sense of hope, but we've lost our imagination to consider that there is any other way to solve the problems. Mm-hmm. I think many of us don't want to use force or violence, but we have just refused to educate ourselves and listen to an alternative and use our imaginations to come up with an answer other than using the ones that historically have been used ineffectively by humans in the past. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Andy. And, uh, I think uh, Einstein said it in 1948 that everything has changed since the advent of the atomic bomb except the way that humans think. And if we don't change the way we think, it's not going to work. And uh, we all know that ultimately military or violent or forceful solutions to the problems that we face ultimately is the end of everything as far as humans are concerned on this planet. It's the end of everything, and we can't get to peace through making war. And yeah, also, and democracy is going to be established if it ever is, but not at the point of a gun. Yeah. And we must also remember that uh, every single tradition asks us, each one of us, to really deepen ourselves as a human being, to become a more complete human being. What, uh, you know, in Islamic spirituality is called to gather these scattered fragments of our little self, of our ego, and go beyond that. So that is incumbent that as we do our activism, we must also continuously do everything possible to become a more complete human being. And right. that is essential. Yeah, I, and, and to recognize that the people that, that are diametrically opposed to our particular point of view politically or religiously are just as legitimate uh, as our allies. Yes, uh, we, in, yes. In that, uh, I mean, I, I refer to our current president as mm-hmm. someone who really wants peace, mm-hmm. but he doesn't see the same... He doesn't see the same options that I see on how to achieve it, but he's achieving it or trying to achieve it the best way he knows how, mm-hmm. as we all are. Andy, I like the I like your use of the word imagination, and I think that the the connection between imagination and spirituality is very important. It would be a good theme for the show sometime, so I appreciate that. I, it's a really interesting coincidence. I got an email just about 10 minutes before you went on the air 
uh, saying, tune this in. I never even knew of your show until then, so I punched it up on the Internet and uh, called you up right away. <laughs> we really appreciate Thank that. Thank you. I'd just like to end by saying a lot of times the imagination fixes on the how rather than looking to the goal, to the what it is that we seek. And sometimes we get just lost in trying to figure out the how. Mm. And I think one of the greatest uses of the imagination is to utilize it to enter into the experience that we are seeking and to allow the energy of that experience to start drawing us toward it. Now we're going to take a break, Eric says. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, Andy. You're invited to attend American Pacific University's Clinical Hypnotherapy Seminar August 25th through the 27th in Seattle for 40% off. Hypnosis is a scientifically verified and effective technique to help us change our lives. You'll learn how to guide yourself and others to lose weight, quit smoking, and be free of physical pain. Fascinating discussions, informative demonstrations, and interactive exercises will let you use hypnosis after only one weekend. Call 1-800-63-HYPNO or go to to ampac.edu to learn more. Occasional indigestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Visit digesteasy.com. That's digesteasy.com. And discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. Want to get out of the rat race and stay out? Let Mary Hendrickson, cash flow specialist from First Horizon Home Loans, show you how. Mary takes 27 years of successful banking and brokering and turns them into stepping stones that pave the way to your financial independence. All loans close for Dr. Pat Show listeners receive a $300 reduction in closing costs. Call Mary today at 425-576-2249 and begin your path to financial freedom. That's 425-576-2249. Okay, everyone, listen up. Dr. Pat brings you her favorite organic wines from the Organic Wine Company, direct to you for this limited time special offer. Would you like to enjoy the luscious taste of natural grapes grown with love for the land and tantalizing your taste buds at the same time? Well, Dr. Pat has selected three of her favorite wines for only $49, a 40% savings. Visit www.thedrpatshow.com and click on Dr. Pat's Picks for this special offer. Or you can call 1-888-326-9463. Are you ready to kick your life up a notch? Tired of just surviving? The award-winning Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, is your way to living the life you want without regrets, without limitations. This empowering, inspirational show with dynamic host Dr. Pat Basili will leave you shouting, yes, I can. Dr. Pat is a master career and belief coach, dynamic seminar leader, and creator of Crust Busting. Listen to The Dr. Pat Show on AM 1150 KKNW, Monday through Friday, 11 to noon, and worldwide on www.thedrpatshow.com. Tell your friends, the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Because the peace we seek already exists. A wholeness yearning for our hearts to open enough 
to meet the universal heart of compassion yearning to be expressed in our world. Odiavo Shalom Aleinu, waiting until we claim the peace that is not an absence of conflict, not an absence of challenge, but an absence of violence, the refusal to hate, the simple insistence that we are one interconnected, loving being. And welcome back to Interfaith Talk Radio, being brought to you by Dr. Pat Worldwide on Alternative Talk 1150 AM and streaming at interfaithtalkradio.com. We're grateful you're here with us. We invite you to become a part of a deepening dialogue on spirituality. So welcome back. We are talking about the problem of violence, the experience of having violence erupt in our own city close to us, and what we feel when that occurs and how we deal with it, and the need to have contexts in which we can share our feelings, in which we can speak to others and have others speak to us. And for those of you who would like to share how you're feeling, how you felt when the news of the rampage at the Jewish Federation building was announced, how you're dealing with it now. For those of you who'd like to share that with us, you're welcome to call us at 425-373-5527. And I just know that for me, as soon as the news happens, something happens in my body. You know, it's just like there's a clutching. And it's like before even knowing the full extent of what happened, something has happened. It was like turning on the television, somebody calling and saying, turn on your television the morning of nine, uh, 9-11 of 2001. It's like turning on the radio and hearing something has happened at the Jewish Federation. They kept calling it different names, but finally getting it clear what the organization is actually called and just feeling something happen. And then all the questions about who is it? You know, did anybody die? How many people got hurt? Well, who was involved in doing it? Is this part of something bigger? Do I have to worry walking down the street with a kippah on? You know, where mm-hmm. where am I living? Mm-hmm. What is happening? And then wanting in some way to channel my energies into healing, mm-hmm. wanting to support a healing for those who are in need, rather than getting so caught up in either the fear, the upset, the anger, later on even the rage, mm-hmm. that that all I'm doing is adding to the problem and all I'm doing is adding to a muddled, muddy environment which winds up sponsoring and supporting other acts of violence rather than saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. I don't want to do that. There has to be another way. Right. So if I may share a technique that I always use with myself um, uh, from the ancient tradition of Sufism, which is a mystical side of Islam, 
something that you're both familiar with, sacred holding. Uh, the theory being that whatever comes up in you that we consider difficult, like pain or sadness or anger or hate, to really acknowledge it, honor it, embrace it, enfold it, and do it with compassion for yourself. Like Carl Jung said, would you just for once have the courage and the grace to kiss the demons in you? Mm. Because if you do, it becomes transformed into a prince or princess. So this practice, this four-step practice, is to just acknowledge what you're feeling, number one, not to run away from it. Number two, where in your body, like you mentioned body, are you experiencing it? Right. And then with the utmost of mercy and gentleness and compassion for yourself, just really be with it. Simply be present with it. No need to fix it or to change it, but a great need to be simply present with it and to breathe through it and allow your heart to break. It's not that you run towards pain or anger. Just don't run away from it and just be present with it and allow yourself to integrate it. And that's what really transforms that into a quality that really, after it's integrated, really deepens something in you. You know, thank you, Jamal. I, I think of um, someone once said the first step toward healing is, is naming the truth. And, and and I understand, I mean, I see from what you're saying how important that is in spite of the, the, the pain that we would imagine would come as the consequence of naming the truth. It's called going straight through it rather than trying to get around the edge right. or something. And uh, for myself, I think... Um, Hearing the news uh, about what happened on Friday was simply another event in a history of things that began for me in the summer of 1967 when my wife and I were living, happened to be living and working in Lebanon and were evacuated during that war. And I realized when I came back and went to seminary and so forth, I had this image that, that someday I would be able to experience Jews, Christians, and Muslims in Jerusalem living in peace and harmony and so forth. And so that no matter what happened after that, that somehow it would be better. And yet here it is 38 years later, and it's no better at all. And so I, have, I realize that I have to find other ways to contribute to what needs to happen rather than simply just hoping for peace. I have to do things in my life, both as a pastor and as a person, that will that will help that will contribute to that uh, path toward compassion rather rather than violence. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, if I may just say so, for me the biggest lesson when we went to Israel, and I'm very familiar with the Middle East. I've lived there many many years, very involved and very actively aware of the situation, this conflict, this Arab-Palestinian problem. My greatest insight for myself, as the Quran says, God is within and outside of you. Of course, you know, Jamal, do whatever you can to protest about terrorism, about uh, walls, about occupation. But the greatest insight is, what are you doing, Jamal, in your own personal life? What walls are you creating? What occupational acts are you involved in? What terrorism are you perpetrating in your own life with your family, with your friends, with your acquaintances. So that to me is my immediate truth. And that to me is the biggest insight. I have to really deal with that and honor that 
about terrorism, occupation, walls in my own life. Absolutely. One of the things that happens to me when I get caught up is to strive to remember that it's all one. And the reason why I am affected by another's pain is that we are one. But because we're one, we are connected to something vastly deeper Mm -hmm. and vastly more wise and vastly more loving and vastly more compassionate. One of the psalm verses which is frequently used as a focus for Jewish meditation is from the 16th psalm, Shiviti Adonai Lenegdi Tamid. I set the eternal one before me always. In the sense that no matter where I look, no matter where I think, no matter where I feel, no matter where I sense, it's all part of that one. Yes. And if I can just embrace, know actually that everything is already embraced so that that's an energy I can allow myself to slip into. It's not a matter of trying. It's not a matter of work. It's a matter of allowing and to join with the a deeper energy of compassion and healing that with which one can support those who are caught in the thickets of their anger. Mm-hmm. And Ted, would you say that, that that allowing yourself to get into that space is a matter of habit, that you have practiced that uh, habit so that the more you practice it, the more the easier it becomes to, as you say, allow yourself to get into that space? It's a great question, and let's talk about that when we come back from our break. Please listen to what our sponsors are sharing with you. We'll, we'll return to talk about how we can heal. Miracle Minute with Mary Man and Morrissey is an inspirational one-minute phone call sent daily to the phone of your choice. It's only $9.95 a month, and when you mention the Dr. Pat Show, you'll receive a month free with your subscription. So contact Karen at Life Solutions, that's Karen at Life Solutions, L-I-F-E-S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, or call 503 922 3460. Again, that's 503-922-3460 to start receiving your daily Miracle Minute. Occasional indigestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Call 1-866-NO-BLOAT. That's 1-866-NO-BLOAT. And discover E12 Food Enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. Introducing a fantastic new breakthrough in oral detoxification from Natural Cellular Defense. It safely removes poisons and heavy metal toxins from the body that may be the cause of many chronic illnesses. It's safe enough for a baby. Presented by CopiousHealth.com. For more information, call 206-423-6596. That's 206-423-6596. CopiousHealth.com. 
Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals, dreams, and vision. The Inquiring Mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents ACEs. Authenticity, choices, empowerment, and success. Spanning 25 years of successful business tenure, in addition to over four years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute, Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. information, call us toll-free at 1-866-461-6463. Spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Interfaith Talk Radio on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Streaming at interfaithtalkradio.com. And we invite all of you to share with us a deepening dialogue on spirituality and on faith. Just to remind you, we're on every Monday from 5 to 6, Seattle time, streaming at whatever time you happen to be on your computer. And we are talking about the violence that erupts in our world, in our community, and the ways in which each of us, as individuals and as a community, can deal in more healing ways with that violence when it shows itself. You know, one of the things, uh, Ted and Jamal, that I have found as a tool to help me get out of that space you were describing, the health and wealth uh, veils, veils, I think, yes. that, um, which um, which really obscure uh, the reality of the activities of daily living in many ways because we can think everything is going to be okay forever until something happens that pierces that. And until we are forced to listen to the pain of other people and realize that the world is full of both joy and sorrow and so forth, one thing I've found that's helpful is to take a little time every day and I've tried to do this for an hour, but I found it it's hard to get an hour. But even five minutes a day to sit, maybe light a candle, be silent, listen, uh, maybe uh, read a piece of scripture from your tradition or something. It's a little Sabbath moment. It's a little moment of what Jamal calls spaciousness, uh, that's, that, that being rather than doing. And I think that that's a way to get into the uh the the process of being able to hear to listen carefully to the stories of other people and hear their pain so that we can begin to have compassion rather than think, think so immediately as we do of uh, retaliation and so right, forth right right good how wonderful it is um uh, <clears throat> pastor don that you mentioned that it is critical to do spiritual practices we we spend so much time working on feeding our body but sometimes so little to feed our soul. Uh, and the great insight from Sufism is that, uh, please, uh, work on feeding your body and feeding your soul almost equally. And so you mentioned silence. 
and that is such a central and critical practice in all traditions. And really, silence, as one great master said, is not the absence of sound. Silence is the absence of the little self. So any techniques that one can pick up that resonates within you, please, please practice that. I love this quote from Rumi who says, Be silent, that the Lord who gave thee language may speak. For as he fashioned a door and a lock, he also made a key, also made a key. So I really would recommend with inner certainty the beauty and power of silence. And my particular bias is to do a lot of work on the heart. So I'd like to share the simple practice of, at all times, keeping your attention on your physical heart, just becoming aware of your physical heart. And that really keeps you in the present moment, keeps you aware, and really builds your compassion. If you want to go a step further, from time to time, tell your heart, I love you, or I'm willing to love you. So focusing on the heart continuously in your waking hours, meditative periods, and if you like, from time to time, to deepen that, to tell your heart, I love you, or I'm willing to love you, or I cherish you. These two simple practices. That's great. In the Zohar, the mystical text, the central mystical text of what the part of Jewish mysticism that's called Kabbalah, there is a statement to breathe as the ocean rises and falls and never becomes full. Not only to learn how to relax the body, but also to allow the breath to serve as a paradigm, as a metaphor, relating to how we take in thoughts. And rather than taking in thoughts or sensations or feelings and just nursing them and holding tightly to them, to just allow them to move in and allow them to move out and allow them to move in and allow them to move out. And the practice of silence, which of course is one of the most prevalent practices in every spiritual tradition. One of the reasons is there's only one silence. There's all kinds of words, there's all kinds of languages, there's all kinds of thoughts, there's all kinds of concepts, there's all kinds of ideas. But behind that, them all, on the other side of the words or in between the words, there is a silence that's one. And so to taste that silence and to honor that silence there's a verse in the 46th Psalm that says, Harpu ud'u ki anochi Elohim. Be quiet. Stop. Stop your outer activity. Stop your inner activity and know, ki anochi Elohim, that I am, the I am, that identity seeking to awaken within you is the divine. Each of us, an expression of that divine and requiring, as you said, Pastor Don, to take a moment and be quiet mm -hmm. and lighting a candle is great. Having a book, like what's the book mm -hmm. that is currently inspiring you to have that mm -hmm. available mm -hmm. so that when you pass by it or when it's time, you read that. And my dear brothers, how critical it is uh, which is in every single tradition, to create for oneself authentic community. I repeat, authentic community. Like the Buddha said, find friends who love the truth. And this, more than anything else, will determine your peace of mind and your advancement. Yeah.
I really think this is one of the things that is missing most when we receive a shock as a community. Yes. It's like, who do we gather with? Right. Where do we go to mm-hmm. sit together? When 9-11 happened, we came out into the streets. We needed to talk. We needed to connect. We needed to touch. Synagogues, churches, mosques were overflowing. Yes. But it's one thing to have them overflowing when things are going terrible. Right. It's another thing to have them overflowing when things are going okay because we are there to support the community we need, not only to celebrate when things are good, but to be able to embrace each other when things are not going That's so right. well. Yes. And to build lines and channels of trust so that we don't automatically turn against each other as Muslim or as Jew or as outsider or as the other or as the stranger. And because we know each other yes. and we, we just absolutely know that trust that comes with community. And how, how, how essential it is. That one line I like to quote, the one I say all the time when Rumi says, oh, please come out of the circle of time and enter the circle of love. Great. You know, I think on a day like this, there we're conscious there are, there are at least seven families in total grief at this point, and and the question is how how can we be effectively with them? How do we pray for them? How do we listen to their stories, stories on both sides, so that instead of just following that impulse to do something, we can actually be silent and be and and be ready to to learn something of someone else's story. It's really a kind of almost a different mentality from the one we know now. I think there are also stories there of healing. And even from moments of grief, an appreciation of the meaning mm-hmm. that the moments of sharing and that the moments of life held. I'd like to invite each of us, as we conclude Uh, the program this evening to share either with a prayer or a focus from our tradition or from our experience that we would like to leave our listeners with. I'd like to share uh, two very brief prayers by Prophet Muhammad. He did quite often. One was Prophet Muhammad would say, Oh God, please may I see things as they really are. The second one, Oh God, you are peace. From you comes peace, to you returns peace. Revive us with a salutation of peace, and lead us, please, into your abode of peace. And then from the Gospel according to John, when Jesus is giving his farewell address to his followers, everything he says concludes with this line, I say this so that you may love one another. And... That is the most wonderful and yet, as we have seen, the most difficult thing in human experience, the most precious, the most difficult, the most worthy. In our tradition, at the end of a worship service, we recite a prayer called the Kaddish. It honors people who have made their transition. But in fact, it's not a prayer about death. It's a prayer about praise. And it concludes, O se shalom bimromav, may the one who is peace, 
in the greater universe. Hu yaaseh shalom. May that one allow that peace to unfold. Aleinu, for us. V'alkol Yisrael, for all the people of Israel. V'alkol Yishmael, we add now, for all the people of Ishmael, the Arab peoples who are our brothers and our sisters. V'alkol Yoshevei Tevel, and for all the people of this planet, for all the beings of the universe. The song you've been listening to is Od Yavo Shalom Aleinu. We are waiting to experience the peace that is yet to unfold for us. This is Interfaith Talk Radio, coming to you from Alternate Radio, 1150 AM. And we will see you next week. Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW, Seattle. This is Beatrice with your KKNW traffic update. 90 East is stop and go from I-5 to Mercer Island. 90 West is stop.